Hello, my name is TCP White. I am on a mission to positively change the world. Thank you for listening to my podcast. As you do, may positive change dawn on you. I want to begin by asking you a simple question. Who are you? Who are you? It is a simple question, but often calls for deep thinking and deep reflection. Even philosophers agree that every human being needs to answer this question for them to amount to something in life. To be successful, you need to first know who you are. And how do you know who you are? I'm sure many of you are thinking of this question now and the answers you would prefer if asked. Some will say, my name is TCP White, but that is just your name. Is that really who you are? Others will say, I am from this country, that state, that local government, but that is where you are from. Is that really who you are? Others will say, I am born of so-so-so person, Mr. and Mrs., but is that really who you are? Others will say, I am a doctor, a nurse, or this or that profession or vocation. But does your profession or vocation really confer identity on you? Others will say, I am a man, I am a woman. But that is just your gender. Does that really define who you are? So this question, simple as it may appear, is really deep and difficult for many persons to answer. And that, to a large extent, is the reason why we find people, individuals, involve themselves in things that is less dignifying than what they should be involved in. Because ideally, if you know who you are, you will know the kind of things that is not worth your involvement. When we talk about issues of vices and and social ills and iniquity and sin, as we call them in Christendom, it is because a lot of persons do not know who they are. Because if they do, they will be mindful of the kind of things that they put themselves in. I also would like to let you know that from the day of creation of man, the identity of man was conferred on him by the creator. Remember, it is commonplace that the producer of a thing gives identity to that thing. Just as parents confer identity to their children by giving them their name, first name, and even last name. It is commonplace. Just as also every product bears the identity of the producer. In so doing, God in the creation of man gave man his identity. Genesis chapter 1, 26-27 28 talks about God creating man in his image and likeness. That is a confirmment of identity. When God created other things on the earth, none of them were created in God's image. But in the creation of man, the Bible specifically said that man was created in God's image. Verse 27 of Genesis 1. So God created man in his own image in his own identity. An image is that which you see standing in front of a mirror. Or when you stand, you see a shadow cast before you in light. That is image. That is what how God created man, giving man his identity. When you see a man, you see his God, you see his producer. So the identity of man has been defined from his creation. 
but something happened in chapter 3 of Genesis the Bible said Satan tempted Adam and Eve and the area of the temptation was in their identity verse 4 it says and the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die verse 5 for God knows that in the day that you eat of the fruit your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil remember God created man in his image and likeness in simple words what that means is that God created man to be like him now another voice is saying to Adam and Eve when you eat of the fruits of the tree that God have said don't eat you will be like God what contradiction if God have made man in his image what more do we need to do to be like God it is a free gift just as the salvation of man's soul today by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ confers on us freedom and righteousness what more can we do to be righteous we cannot be more righteous than we have already been made by Christ's sacrifice so when we begin to listen to those voices that suggest to us that we need to do this or do that to be like God we are listening to the voice of the enemy so the question then is who told Eve that she was not like God who told Adam that he was not like God that they had to resort to self-help to be like God when in fact God had made them like him if you fast forward to the time of Jesus Christ the same temptation was put forward to Christ a battle of identity Satan hearing in chapter 3 verse 17 where God had attested to Jesus that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased came to him in chapter 4 verse 3 just a few days apart because after that baptism of Jesus where the voice spoke from heaven Jesus was led into the wilderness and he fasted 40 days and 40 nights so we can assume that 40 days after Satan came to Jesus and asked him this question or probably within the 40 days of his fast the first question Satan asked him in verse 3 of Matthew 4 is if you are the son of God if you are the son of God convert the stone to become bread in verse 6 he asked him again if you are the son of God throw yourself down and the angels of God will catch you now the real test in this area is the test of his identity Satan wanted to make Jesus to begin to doubt whether or not he is the son of God and that is the same test he tested Adam and Eve Jesus Christ has been affirmed and attested to to being the son of God Satan is now asking him if indeed you are the son of God do this or do that so this battle or crisis of identity is something that every one of us must face if Jesus Christ was in any doubt that he was the son of God he would have heeded to the suggestion of the devil in that episode and he would have offended his father just as Adam and Eve heeded to the suggestion of the serpent and ate of the fruits in a bid to being like God we do not need to help God to make us like him because he has already done that he has made us kings and priests unto himself this battle of identity is something that every one of us is fighting every day of our lives the day that God created man 
he conferred identity on him. The day that man sinned against God by cooperating with Satan, he lost his identity. And then when Jesus Christ came and died on Calvary's cross, he restored our identity by restoring our sonship back to God. Because we lost our sonship, our place as sons of God. So Jesus Christ came to restore that and by so doing, restoring our identity as children of God. We do not need to be in doubt anymore. What that means is that every other voice that is suggesting that you can do this, you can do that, to make you more loving of your father is not a right voice. God is not man. We do not need to prove anything to him for him to love us any more or any less. He loves us. That is why he sent Jesus Christ to die. Scripture says it. For God so loved the world. He loves you. He loves me. That is why he gave his son to die, to restore our broken relationship. You don't need to do anything extra for God to love you more. What you now need to do is to walk in the consciousness of your law, of your relationship with God. And don't do those things that will break his heart. A king does not carry his kingly robe. Or a priest or a priest carry their robe and begin to mingle with swines or rub on the ground. There are certain things that kings or royalty do not do. You are a son of a king. You are a daughter of a king. You are royalty. 1 Peter 2 verse 9, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So we are royal priests. Revelations 1 6 says we are called unto our God as kings and as priests. So this is the identity of everyone who have believed in Christ. And this is how we ought to carry ourselves. Do not believe any voice that tells you you are not of God or you are not like God. Because indeed you are like God as long as you are a Christian, a believer in Christ. Not just a churchgoer, but one who have a standing, walking relationship with Christ in your heart. So whereas man is still on the search to restoring his relationship with God, which is the reason that there are many religions on earth, Religion is man's attempt to find God. God has given us a way to reach him in Christ Jesus. And when we embrace that, our relationship and our identity is restored. And by so doing, we can live in the consciousness. So this battle of identity that has begun from the beginning of the world will not stop until the end of time. But you can be free from it by knowing today who you are. And who you are is the Son of God. Once you know who you are, you can then convey that to others. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus, from 13, Jesus asked his disciples, Who do men say I am? And they answered, Some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are Elijah, some say you are Jeremiah, and others say you are one of the prophets. And then Jesus turned the question to them, saying, Who do you say I am? And then Peter boldly spoke up, You are Christ the son of the living God. And to affirm that Peter was correct, Jesus responded in verse 17, saying, flesh and blood had not revealed this to you, but the spirit of my father in heaven. So Jesus was indeed affirming that, yes, I am not just Jesus, but I am the son of the living God. That is who you are, the son and the daughter of the living God. If you don't know who you are, you will not be able to tell whether others are defining you correctly or not. Your identity is found in Christ. Jesus Christ is the expressed image of the Father 
according to Hebrews 1.3, just as he is also a perfect example of you and I, if we believe this, if we receive him into our hearts, then we will live the life that God expects of us to live as children of God, sons and daughters, kings and priests unto our God. That is our identity. Let nothing else rob you of that identity. Because in knowing your identity, you will now be able to stand on that pedestal to succeed in all areas of life. My name is TCP White. I am on a mission to positively change the world.